welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast with me, Bill Betts, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. Welcome everyone, bit of a stand-in for us tonight. Gemma popped in at last minute and helped me out as uh, we lost a guest for tonight. So thank you very much, Gemma, for, uh, for helping me out. But we're going to chat all about the um, Pet Groomer Business Programme, which I launched in February and you joined in February. So welcome, Gemma. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very well. That's all right. Brilliant. Thanks for, thanks for uh, standing in for us and, and coming in and chatting to us. So um, I'm a bit hot and sweaty. I've been in the gym today. It's a bit like, it's a bit warm, isn't it? What's it like where you are? It's warm. <laughs> but like we were saying, it's always good to make the uh, the phone ring, isn't it? Yeah. It always brings everyone out. Everyone's desperate to have their dog groomed. So um, Gemma, you are, um, we'll, we'll go into a little bit about your business. Um, perhaps just give us, a, let us know, um, perhaps we'll start off with what the name of your business. What's your business called? So my business is called Canine Heaven Grooming Parlour and I'm salon based. Nice. Okay. And whereabouts are you based? I'm in North Wales in a small town called Shotton. Shotton. And that's North. And I'm going to say emphasize this North Wales because we'll probably come back to this at some point. Yes, North Wales. <laughs> <laughs> in, a little, in a little town. How big's the town? You know, what sort of other shops? What sort of shops do you have around you? We have like BM Express, Little Iceland like card shops, hundreds of hairdressers, yeah. <laughs> uh, barbers, kebab shops. Nice. Nail bars? <laughs> yeah, a lot of nail bars. Yeah, yeah. Any other dog groomers in the in the village? or um, Not salon-based, but there is quite a few home-based ones. Um, the nearest salon-based to me is uh, literally down the road, but that's in Connors Quay, not in Shotton. But it's literally five minutes. Yeah, so it's quite a small town then. Yeah. Schools or, you know, do you have schools no, there? No, all the schools are like Connors Key, which is five, ten minutes away. All right, cool. So um, how long have you been open for? So I opened in 2019. Um, I was locked down for half of it because obviously during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have done that, haven't they? Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> since 2019. Cool. And what, what sort of, tell us about your journey into, into pet grooming. How did you get into it? So I was actually a one-to-one obedience dog trainer and I went to uni and I completed my HNC animal management. Um, mm. The only thing with about, you know, one-to-one dog grooming, it's not a regular income. Once one dog's trained, that dog goes and you've got to then wait for another dog that needs training. And it wasn't even my idea. It was my husband's and he said, why don't you become a dog groomer? <laughs> Honestly, I just turned around and said, there is no way you will see me cussing a dog cutting dog's fur ever um but the more I thought about it and like I was seeing like other groomers that you know there was they always had dogs on the table so I thought right okay I'll become a dog groomer and as soon as I said that I told my mum and we went uh, shop hunting and I seen this shop where I am now and went to the estate agents um and it was about two weeks and I got the shop keys hadn't done any training um, I didn't have a clue. I just went straight in. Got went the shop keys. Yeah. <laughs> Left my mum and my husband decorating the shop. And then I went off to do all my training. And then I was good to go and hoping for the best. Wow. I mean, I, I was going to say, what 
you just jumped right in. Is this something that you do? Yeah. I didn't know if I've never held a pair of scissors properly. No. I've never ever used a pair of dog clippers. Um yeah, and I got the shop keys. I told my mum how I wanted it, what colours I wanted, and left them doing it, and I went off to do my training. And then when I'd done my training, I opened, and off I went. Oh, wow. So what um, did you consider doing it at home, or did you consider, yeah, like, table so, renting, anything like that? To be honest, I didn't know much about table renting, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't even think about that. Um I couldn't be mobile because I'm the worst person for directions. Okay. <laughs> I am horrific. Um, get, my husband's got to drive everywhere if I don't know the place. So that was a no-go. And then working from home, because I've got OCD, there is no way I can have... I'm okay with my own dogs because I brush them and they're clean. Um, no, I couldn't have other people coming to my you know, safety, my home, um, and bringing the dogs. No. That was a no-go. Like dog hair everywhere. No way. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was right. I'm going to be a dog groomer. I'm going to get a saddle on. How hard was it to find a find a shop? I, I I found it pretty much straight away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I kind of think it's a buyer's market at the moment. There should be a lot of available shops out there, but it's quite it's quite a struggle. So you're quite lucky at the time to uh, yeah. to get your shop. So how big's your shop? What sort of size is it? Oh, you're asking numbers now, Bill. Um, It can fit reception, three baths, uh, two baths, well, one bath in the front, three tables, storage, and then we've got the kitchen, and then I've got a back room, which has got another bath, another table, and more, like, trolleys and storage and stuff. It's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And did you um, find out about leases? Did you look at, like, paperwork and solicitors? Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) So. before I obviously become a business owner, I was not independent at all. Um, but my mum, prior to her retiring, she was actually a PA. Um, so she helped me with all insurances, um, sorting stuff out with the estate agent. She sorted everything out for me. So because I was, you know, trying to groom, I just qualified. I'm doing these dogs. Um, she did all that for me. Nice. Lucky. Lucky <laughs> this group wasn't around, was it, at the time? So. No, it was not. And to be honest, I really wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've opened your salon. Uh, you've 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 done your training. What sort of colour scheme have you got in there? Just to slow um, on that. Uh, my colour's purple. Purple, nice. And actually, you know, all of your, um, everything goes through your colour scheme, doesn't it? Everything you've yeah. got, logo. And at the end of next month, I'm getting purple flooring. Oh, is that like the sealed sort of nice? Yeah, it's like the you know, stuff that you get in the bathrooms, the flooring, that flooring. And I'm going purple. Nice. Let me just uh, calm my dog down one second. <laughs> so I've got my uh, my little dog, my little Dachshund in here at the moment with her pups. So someone just knocks on our door. So you've got purple flooring going in. Yeah. Everything else is pretty much purple in your yeah. in your place. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's probably little did you know then, but it's all on brand, isn't it? It's all, yeah. all branded to your colours. So um, excellent. So you've opened your salon. You've uh, 
when, when the hell did you get your first customer? What was it like getting your first customer? So I actually set up my business page about three, four weeks before I'd even opened. And then obviously I was posting things like the transformation of the shop um, and saying, obviously giving them the opening day, because I had an opening day, um, saying when I was going to open and then off I went. And did you get customers straight away? I, yeah, I did. I got quite a lot I was quite busy when I first opened but I was doing offers I was cheap um so and I was getting a lot of groomer hoppers okay so tell us about the offers that you're putting in how cheap so for the first month I was doing 20% off um so and my, my cheapest was 27. So, I mean, you, you, you're you good at maths, Bill. So 20% off 27, that's what I was earning. Oh, wow. And what did you think yeah. about that? I mean, you were doing all this well, hard work. Well, before I'd opened, because I obviously had never spoke to other groomers before. I was literally on my own. Um, so obviously I got friends to phone other groomers and ask their prices. So, and it was all, it was all around 27, 30 pounds. So I thought, right, now I know my pricing. So yeah, my shit suits were twenty seven pound. Wow! And how long were these taking you? What did you think about it? I was. What do you mean? How long the brooms were? Yeah, like you're doing like two work. I would be taking three hours initially because I I just qualified. I wasn't confident. I was doing three hours for a shit suit at twenty seven pound, but then obviously with the twenty percent off as well. So um, you sort of making any money at the end of the week no. like you're ready really. I, I i wasn't i didn't know anything really about figures or you know watching your money my mum worked with me because she, uh, she helped obviously set it up so she worked, did work with me for a few months um to obviously help try and build my confidence um so i didn't obviously have to she didn't want money so i didn't pay her she was there just to help me um i wasn't paying myself a penny um, what I was taking in was going straight into the business account. I wasn't, I, I, I don't think I was taking anything for the like three months. Did you think like, um, was there anything like, were you thinking like, how how is this going to work? Or like, how how am I doing all this work and I'm getting no sort of pay? To be honest, I, I, I thought it was normal. Because I'd never spoken to other businesses, I've never spoken to other dog groomers. I thought this is what it must be like opening a business. I didn't know any different. Yeah, um, I suppose everyone's, you know, opening up and starting. Everyone, it's quite a tough time, isn't it? Everyone sort of says, well, you're not going to make money when you first start. And, uh, yeah. you know, you've yeah. got to put the money back in the business, et cetera. But that just, like, it's very cheap, isn't it? And unfortunately, yeah. you're probably suffering with being so cheap. But like you said, you're getting... I the- was, because I was getting, you know, the owners that would moan, oh, there's a little sticky out bit there, can you cut it? Oh, I'm not happy with the length of the tail. Can you? I was getting a lot of groomer hoppers that just were never satisfied. Hmm. So you went, obviously went into lockdown. What was your thoughts around um, lockdown? Because obviously you're in Wales, you have different... There were different yeah, Wales. so lockdown actually did help me um, because obviously we got the grants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd only just qualified because I'd just opened. It You had to be open a certain amount of time, and I'd just qualified for the grants. So I did get the grants, which then helped me, um, you know, upgrade equipment, um, things like that. And I did obviously give myself a wage. 
So you took a bit of money out of those grants. Well, it, it did stay, it did all just stay in, it did all stay in the business. I didn't just take it all and off I went. And did it give you an opportunity to, to look at your business and think, what's going on? Or, you know, no. could it be different? <laughs> I just thought, oh, great, I've got all this money now. But business-wise, I didn't actually change anything because I didn't know any, I still didn't know any different. I didn't change anything. I'd just seen this money and thought, oh, I'm sound now, I'm great. <laughs> so I didn't change anything. I was going to live on this, live on the grants until they run out sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. What was um what was Gareth sort of saying? What was he wasn't with me then? Oh okay. Um, I think he come af- he come after that went once I'd gone back to work after the lockdown, and um, that's when my mum retired and she was like, "You're gonna have to do it on your own." Um, and again, I didn't know you, Bill, when I set up, did I? So I went straight in and I employed him. Okay, so tell us about um tell us about that. So um, I literally put an advertisement out um, saying I'm taking on, um, did loads of interviews and um, the staff that I've got now is the only one that stood out in the interviews. Um, You know, he's got a mortgage, so I know that he's not going to be phoning in sick all the time and he was going to be reliable because he had bills to pay. Um, And I was just winging it. (laughs) I was winging it because not only then did I have him to pay I was I was actually for the first few months I was actually paying him more than me wow. because I was trying to you know I had my overheads I had to you know try and make some profit and me not paying myself was leaving me profit because I wasn't taking a wage yeah so, so everything that was coming in was just going straight out again in, in expenses yeah. how did that make you feel at the beginning of it, again, I just thought it was normal. It was only it was only when because I never kept track of my figures. I never looked at my bank statements. I never kept track. I didn't write it in spreadsheets. It was only when my husband came to me um, and said, "This is what your incomings are. This is what your outgoings are," and my outgoings were more than my incomings. Um, and now and again, I'd have to say to my dad, "You know, can you borrow me some money?" Mm. Um, and that's how it was for quite a while until I met you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we bumped. Well, we we met in um, uh, all you can eat bar. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a night out with uh, North Wales groomers, and uh, you were invited. And I, I came up from Kent, and um, I don't. I actually I was quite shocked. And you know, I don't know why, but you'd never. Uh, what have I been going for for quite some for nine or ten, 10 months? I think it was around October, wasn't it? So yeah. the Facebook group had been going for ten months. You know, it's quite a lot of people in there, and there's I'm sitting on this table with a load of groomers, and everyone's like, "What are you doing here?" To me, like, "Who are you? Are you a pet groomer?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm not. I I run this sort of Facebook page. Have you not heard of me?" Sort of thing. So that was quite humbling. That was really like. Actually, I need to I need to do something about this and get get known more around. Yeah. So it was quite like a, a a kick for me. But um, we all got chatting, didn't we? And we started you started to quiz me about um, prices and stuff. And what did you think when you first met me? And like when I was telling um, you prices and stuff, I thought this guy knows what he's talking about here. <laughs> I, I've got I've got in with the cool kids <laughs> <laughs> because like you. 
you knew what you were talking about. You could clearly tell you knew what you were talking about. And every little thing you said, I, I took in and I was like, right, I need to do this. I didn't initially because I was absolutely petrified to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I knew, yeah, you knew what you were talking about. So we were discussing um, pricing around teeth cleaning and grooming. Yeah. And, and when I was sort of telling you what we charged uh, in our salon, what, was there anything going around your head? Like, were you thinking? Wow. <laughs> You're charging this and I'm charging £27 for a shit So <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually quite shocked at the prices. Mm. Um, and obviously a come home was telling me you'll spend, oh, Bill, you know, Bill's Emma charges this, blah, blah. And obviously the first thing he said was, you can't because of the area you live in. Exactly. Yeah. So obviously I was like, oh, maybe I can't then, you know. Um, oh, boy, was was he wrong. <laughs> so um, did you have a discussion about it? Did you? Did you yeah. Um, I told him everything that we spoke about. Um, and he was quite... He didn't believe anything that I was saying. Do you know what I mean? He, he didn't believe that I could increase my prices because of the area I lived in. Um, he knew I was winging it. Yeah, I think he was telling you, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he just kept saying, you, you can't do that because of the area you live in. You, you, might, you, you probably won't sell like teeth cleaning. You probably won't sell teeth cleaning because someone up the road or, you know, they do it, they, they're not going to come. You know, he was he was he was quite critical. Yeah, and has he always lived in that area? Have you always lived in yeah. North Wales? So you kind of like institutionalized in your area, I suppose. Yeah. So you can't you can't charge that. You can't you know, and this is something that uh, we hear and see probably on a daily basis in the Facebook groups, isn't it? Not just my group, but a lot of other groups. Um, and I hear it when I talk to people on Zooms and stuff, and it's like, get out of town. I can't charge that. You, you know, I live in the north, I live here, I live there, you know, and it's it's a limiting belief, isn't it? And it's and what I mean by a limiting belief is it's your belief that is holding you back from doing yeah. that. Oh, definitely, 100%, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we met up around October time and then um, I think uh, the, the business programme, well, the business programme was launched in February. So we had a chat about it and uh, explained exactly what you were going to get on the program and how it's going to work. What sort of, um, what drew you to sort of signing up to the business program? It took me a um and an hour in, because <laughs> I was like, oh, do I, don't I? Um, and then it got to a point where I thought, I've, I've got no option. I need help. Because if I don't get help now, I'm going to lose the business. Either I'm going to lose the business or I'm just going to walk away and go work in Tesco. So talk to me about the, 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 the months running up to um, joining the programme in February. So November, December, January, what were they like for your business? So I was, I was December, I was, I was busy. I was full, but I say full, I was still charging cheap and I was working my arse off, you know, trying to get all these dogs in because I had me outgoings. I think I was only paying myself 400 pound and I was I was paying staff more mm -hmm. um and it was only when Gaz kept meals been kept coming to me every month and he was saying look you you're out your incomings are lower than me outgoings me yeah. outgoings are more um and it was every month it was I wasn't getting out of the cycle of you know increasing you know getting any profit I was losing it and yeah. then I thought, 
I've got, I've got no choice. And we go into this cycle, don't we, where, you know, right, I need to make more money. Okay, so what I'm going to do is get more dogs in. Yeah. Right, so I'm getting more dogs in. Oh, shit, now I need to go and employ more people to do the dogs. And yeah. then you've got more and more people coming in, and it's like, oh, no, I've got to pay them money to do the dogs, which I've just got in. So we get into um, this cycle of, um, like, signing up, sell, deliver, sell, deliver, and we cycle around, and we get busier and busier and busier, and we could take in more people or we do more and more and knacker ourselves out. And it's just like, for what? We're not getting the... Exactly. I was so tired when I finished work because I was doing all these dogs for hardly nothing. Mm. At the time, obviously, I'd paid staff, give myself a little bit of pocket money and all my overheads. I probably would have been, I would have been earning more working in Tesco. Yeah. No, I hear that quite a lot. You know, I hear that other, other people's other halves sort of, unfortunately say that to them it's like well you know you might as well just be working in tesco and, that, and that's what you said you know at the minute you're gonna you, you would be better off working in tesco <laughs> and mm. i was like I, I, if if i don't do something now i probably will be and you know end up working in tesco yeah yeah something has to change doesn't it if you keep yeah. doing the same thing you're going to get the same results and so, i didn't want it because i've always wanted my own business since i was little i've never wanted to actually work for someone um because I've worked for people in the past and you are just a number to them. They they, they, they don't care about your well-being, that you are just a number. Um, so obviously I didn't want my business to fail. Mm. Okay. So, and, you know, there was other things going on, like uh, tell me about your Thursdays. What were your Thursdays like? My Thursdays were dead. I, I'd, I'd be lucky if I got one client in um, and they the, the, the bookings were all over the place. So like I'd have a dog in at nine, but my next one wasn't in at 12. And then I'd have one at one. I, there was no routine. No consistency to it, was there? Yeah. And no. I actually, um, I, I felt a bit guilty today because I was reflecting on some of our conversations um, prior to signing up. And I I come across maybe sometimes a bit um, strong. And I remember talking to you, it possibly was a Thursday and you were sitting at home and I was like, why are you at home? Why aren't you at your yeah. shop? You, you give me the kick I needed, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what I was doing is if I didn't have anyone booked in, I'd be at home doing the washing or the cleaning. But then, like you said, I'm missing the phone calls. I'm missing the people that the off chance might walk in to want, you know, want to book their dog in. Mm. And I've never, I've even if I haven't got a client in now, I've, I've always been in work. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want that little old lady to walk past your shop on a Thursday maybe it's a one time that she walks past it in a month and then she starts saying to her friends oh oh then that groomer must have closed down you know it's shot on a Thursday they must have been like they must be closing down now and then you know what it's like it just like spreads doesn't it and then like the the Chinese whispers goes across and then you're like no I'm not closed I was just you know (laughs) (laughs) that's right so I gave you a bit of a kick on the bum um Your husband was uh, opposite you going, yeah, I've told her all this. But uh, <laughs> sometimes it just comes to come from a different person. And I felt a bit guilty today because I remembered saying it to you. I was like, what are you doing at home? Why aren't you in the shop? No, I, I, to be honest, I prefer people, I prefer to be told, you know, I don't like soppy, like, oh, why? Do you know, I need to be told. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Need to be challenged, challenged. So, um, we took the plunge, didn't we? We signed up with the program. Um, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about the program in your own words. I mean, I can I can tell everyone what it's about. But um, the best investment I think I've ever made. Wow! 
Um, I now run my business. I don't wing it anymore. It's the best investment I've ever done. Absolutely. And I'm so, so glad that I, that I did it. So tell, tell everyone like how, how the program works, like, like what, what do you have to do on it and stuff like that? So there's loads, obviously loads of different mentors. You learn about um, mindset, um, branding, and, you know, there's Robin Waite, he does a pricing masterclass. Yeah. I love, and love that, that one. Um, so there's loads of different mentors, but not only that, you have each other. So there's other groomers in the same situation, which I think it makes it that little bit easier. You know, everyone's helping each other. There's no criticising or you should do this. You should, well, apart from you, Bill, you're allowed. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's supportive, isn't it? There's no, it everyone, is so supportive. Everyone's going to go through the same sort of problems or situation at some point in their business. And there's some of us that have been there already and want to prevent you from doing that. But sometimes you, you'll go through a particular issue and there'll be other people that will be able to say, yeah, I did this during that and I did that during this. And you can take the best advice that you want and then, you know, implement it and take it forward. And you know what? All the other dog grooming groups, I mean, there's hundreds out there. I've literally come out of every single one, every single one. Um, and the only ones I'm in now are yours. Hmm. Just as <laughs> so um so you get uh, access to to me every every monday so we have a nice group call don't we if you if you yeah. can join it and we just discuss any issues that are that are propping up how the week's been or if someone's got a particular question we chat about it um louise um does a mindset call how have you been finding the the bi-weekly mindset calls with louise oh that they've been brilliant from Sorry if you can hear people shouting outside. Um, yeah, because my mindset at the beginning was, I don't think I had one, to be honest. Um, and the mindset is has really helped. My yeah. mindset has completely changed. How, tell, us, tell us a little bit about how your mindset's changed. and what. So before, obviously, I joined the course, I used to think like, because you hear people all the time, you need to increase your prices. You know, you need to increase your prices. And I was so scared of losing clients, mm -hmm. especially the clients that have been with me for like two, you know, since I opened. I'm like, well, I can't increase their price because they've been with me for, for ages. Now, I think if they leave me because my price is increasing, they didn't, you know, they weren't, they didn't respect me as a business owner and they were only with me because I was cheap. The the ones that stay with you through every single price increase, they value you. They you know they respect your business, and they're the clients you want. And I won't have anything less. That's it. They value what you do and the the service that you offer, don't they? Exactly. So um, we've joined the program. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. Um, we've got uh, an Instagram page. Yeah. Instagram page. A uh, bit of TikTok and um, what? What? Twenty-seven pounds for a for what was the what was the breed of dog? What for the twenty-seven pound? Yeah, what was the Shih Tzu? Twenty-seven pound Shih Tzu. So that's uh, that's canine heaven when you've joined the program. Talk us through the changes that you've made to your business um, since being on the program. Um. So obviously now. I'm posting it, well, apart from today, Bill, but when I finish off this, I'll post, okay? Um, 
I post every day because I wasn't consistent in anything. So I'd go like five days and I wouldn't post a thing. And then I'd, I'd have a pretty dog in and then oh, I'll, I'll post that one. I try and post now at least twice a day. Um, mm. I know about branding now. Tell us about I've got, branding. I've got, I've got my branding on point. Um, <laughs> and it's things like, how is your page visible? So like I've changed my profile, things like that. Um, yeah. You changed your banner on your Facebook page. So yeah. beforehand it was just a, a photo. A photo. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was a picture of the shop and you could see my reflection with, the, with my phone taking the picture. That's it. So you got a picture of the shop with the big with the big window, and then in the reflection, you've got yourself taking the picture. You've got like a, a car going past. Like you can see my son in it. Yeah. So that's like that's your that's your Facebook banner. That you know this is the first thing that your customers or potential customers or or new customers that click onto your page see. Yeah. You know, this is like now. Now I look back. It's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> That's all right, but you don't know what you don't know, do you? You yeah. don't know how um, simple changes like this can can really help. Um, and that's why I brought Lauren on board, Lauren Simmons on board, uh, who's a graphic designer and a, and a brand mentor. I brought her on board because knowing how to brand yourself properly, how to brand your business properly, links into them putting your prices up, which also links into gaining more confidence about your business and feeling like a, a more of a, a business person, doesn't it? Yeah. Makes you more confident. And um, you've become a Canva queen. It's taught me a while. <laughs> <laughs> and when I first went on Canva, I was like, what is this? I can't do this because I am the least designy person ever. Like, I've not long learned how to turn on a computer. Um, but to be honest, I find it therapeutic now. Yeah, so you're designing all of your um, all your Facebook posts. So you've got your, yeah. your brand colours from and your new logo from Lauren. Um, we've got a website. Yeah, we've got a website now. And then you implemented that website within weeks, didn't you? Yeah. Getting out, getting yourself out there. And uh, we helped you write all the words for it. Um, Adam designed the designed the website, and it's you know it's a nice basic website that gets your message out there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Does, does you does you proud? We've got um, professional headshots going yeah. going into your page. So again, we've we've had a photographer come into your salon and take nice professional headshots. So again, it, it's lifting up that presence of your business, isn't it? Yeah, and this is something I never would have thought about. You know, when I started up about any branding, or I didn't have a clue. You don't know what you don't know. No. And I know it all now, Bill. Know it all. <laughs> Tell us about um, the pricing, because this is what's probably changed a lot. Yeah. So, your mindset? Um, what my mindset or around pricing? Um, they pay it or they don't come to me. It's pretty blunt, isn't it? It's as simple as that. You know, you know, not every because went, before I started, I thought all groomers were the same, and obviously being in the group. Not all groomers have staff. Not all groomers have, you know, big salons. Some work from home, some are mobile. Therefore, the pricings aren't going to be the same. If I was going to charge the same as, I don't know, Felicia down the road, and she's working on her own from a tiny little salon, I'm not going to be making any profit because I've got staff. Mm -hmm. I've got a bigger salon. So I had to, obviously, with your help, work out how many dogs I needed a day at what price, 
um, and I upped them to that price. And one, one of the biggest changes that we made quite quickly on was I got you to write down every day how yeah. much money you'd made on that day. Yeah, and I, I wasn't doing that. I, I Before I started, I didn't know what my incomes, and it was only when my husband was coming to me saying, have you seen this? And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> So now you you write down your do you still do it you write down your, yeah, your I do it every day yeah I write down how much I'm making every single day then on a Saturday because I'm closed Sunday Monday on a Saturday I will total it all up and then that will be my weekly and then obviously add it up at the end of the month how much I've made in total and what sort of differences are you seeing in that oh a lot <laughs> so I was I was only taking in to the business wise about six hundred pound a week. Okay, when was that? Before I started. Okay. The end of last year. Yeah. Um, that's all I was taking in. And obviously I'm I'm paying staff a lot of it. Then I've got my overheads and I was still, I wasn't being able to really, I wouldn't even say it was a wage. Hmm. It was pocket money. So £600 a week. Um, what have you done this week or last week? Um, last week, um, I think I took in 1,200. Wow. In the week. Doubled. Yeah. Doubled it. Yeah. Nice one. Never thought it'd be possible. Is that because of where you live? No, not where I live. No. <laughs> where I live has nothing to do with it. That's right. So, so how did you, um, so obviously we came along and uh, we started talking about pricing in the program and uh, Robin's done his masterclasses and then we have <clears throat> probably weekly discussions around pricing and uh, how to present it and how to push it and how to how to look at it. What's your um, Shih Tzu price now? 45. 45, so you've gone from 27 yeah. to 45 in. And obviously I charge extra if the behavior, if you know, you know they're naughty uh, or they've got difficult behavior, aggression, and for matting I charge extra. I don't charge because, I don't charge um, a standard £10 on top. I go on the severity of the coats because it's not fair on someone bringing just one arm matted and then someone bringing a full dog head to toe matted and me only charging £10. Yeah. So I always go on the severity. So um, when we initially went out and said, right, you, you, you need to charge more, what was your, your gut feeling about it? I can't. <laughs> I live in North Wales in Shot and I can't do that. <laughs> So how do we, how did you... I lose all my clients. That, I, that's what I thought. I said, I can't, I can't increase because, you know, Jane, who's been with me three years, she's not going to like the prices. She's going to leave. What did they say? What, when I increased? Yeah. They're still with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think out of my, all my price increases, I think I've lost about three. Three people. That's it. That's it. And, and obviously um, Thursdays now. Tell us about your Thursdays. Yeah, I'm busy now on a Thursday. I'm busy Tuesday to through to Saturday. Um, and sometimes, I, you know, I used to be able to fit people in the same day, the same week. Um, now, I, now I can't. And what are you doing with this extra money? Are you uh, enjoying it at home? Are you taking it as yeah. like... <laughs> so um, do you mean my wage or what's yeah. in the business? My yeah. wage, um, so... Yeah, my wage, obviously, I put some now away for my tax. Nice. And um, I save. We're so going on holiday next year. So you're building up your, your buffers. Yeah. And you're going on holiday. Going on holiday, yeah. 
And are you going to leave uh, Gareth in charge while she's on holiday? I am. I am. I'm going to do it. Excellent. That's really pleased. I'm really pleased to hear that. So uh, in six months, you've gone from £600 a week to consistently, is it consistently earning sort of £1,200 yeah. Yeah. £1, a week? That's every week. Every week. And um, I know one of your goals is to um, build up a waiting list. That's kind of um, something that you want to achieve. Yeah. You'll get there. I'm, I'm starting because quite a lot more people now are booking eight weeks because I always say to them, look, you need to, you, you know, I think you should pre-book because the chances are I'm not going to be able to fit you in because they don't know who's booked in. They don't know how busy you are. Mm -hmm. And quite a lot will pre-book and pay the deposit. So I am starting to fill me eight weeks. And did you take deposits beforehand? Um. Yes and no. I wasn't consistent with it. If I liked Julie, I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, get a deposit off her. But if you know, if Mary didn't turn up twice, then I'd ask for a deposit. I wasn't consistent. It depends who the owner was. Who it was? Who it was? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's been an amazing progress. And um, what I've liked about watching you grow and watching your business grow is that you've you've taken on all the information that we've given you and. Let's be honest, it has been tough at times. There's been times when you're like, you look a bit, maybe a bit grumpy about the, the advice or the challenge. You know, I'm there to sort of challenge your, your mindset and challenge some of your thinking and challenge some of your beliefs and, you know, and just look at alternative ways of doing stuff. And sometimes yeah. you have to, you know, some people have to go away and think about it and then, you know, talk to your other half or, or, or just try it. You know, and that's all we want to see. And, but what I like about yourself is that you you take that information in, and sometimes you just see it like a switch. We'll sit there on a Monday on on our group calls, and we'll be discussing something, and you're it's just like a switch in you, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." And then yeah. the next day, it's implemented, and then the next day, it's like a win in the group because it's worked, and the ideas yeah. worked, and it's paid off, and it's coming and the idea is coming into fruition so one of the uh, I suppose one of the things we could talk about is um you obviously it's your business it's your baby and everyone feels the same but you've got staff and we've we've working with you to to step away from it a little bit so so you can go on holiday and stuff yeah. isn't it? So, um and that was one of, I remember that on a on a Monday coaching call you're like oh I don't want I don't want to leave <laughs> I don't want to and it's like okay Go next door for a cup of tea whilst they're whilst they're working, or I think your home's not too far away, isn't it? Yeah. So, and then the next day, or a few days later, you get a message. I get a message saying, "I've done it. He's in there on his own. And he's doing it." Yeah. You know, you're you're leave. You're allowing um, your employee to to thrive as well, aren't you? So that's what um, when you lean into the process and you lean into the information and the help that we give you, you're a prime example of the results that you can get. Yeah. Prime example. So what's um, what's on the horizon for Canine Heaven in the next uh, year or two? Have you got goals, plans, ambitions? My goals is more money, Bill. More money. You can never have too much money now. I want <laughs> to um, obviously keep gaining clients. Um, hopefully next year I will be able to take on an apprentice. Um, mm -hmm. That's one of the goals. Um, but years down the line, I would like at least three groomers that are fully capable to groom without me so I can step back a little bit and enjoy my home life. 
and spend time with the kids. Yeah, because even though I work five days a week, you know, mums have got to do the washing and, and the cleaning on a Sunday. So <laughs> uh, I have been known to put the washing out today. Uh, you know. well <laughs> I think we all spend Uber today. <laughs> but yes, you're right. You know, there's there's business and then there's home life and uh, every, everyone is totally busy, aren't they? So yeah. and an interesting book that I've been reading, the, the Cash Pro Quadrant, and I don't know if you finished it yet, but that talks about going from self-employed to a business owner. And that's yeah. what it's get you to, isn't it? Yeah. And then, um, so you, another and um, an apprentice looking at BAT. How's that? What do you think about that? I'll go for it. I've done everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You know, and um, when you sign up to the program, it's uh, it doesn't just finish in twelve months. It's not six months, and you, you you're gone. You you don't like absorb all the videos, and then you have got twelve months to do it. You're you're here for like the life of the program. So we'll get you through BAT, and we'll get you through all the employment stuff. Uh, so hopefully, we'll get you to where you want to be, your goals. And yeah. it'll be exciting to watch you watch you grow and, and achieve those. That's be awesome. Where are you going on holiday? I think we're going to Turkey. Nice. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. If you let Gaz uh, know or Gareth know. <laughs> yeah, I told him. Well, I'm off on Tuesday. Um, and I said to him today, he said, oh, you're working Tuesday. Uh, he said, aren't you? I said, no, I'm, I'm going to have a tattoo. Um, and his face did drop a little bit. I said, don't worry, my husband's on standby. So if you need anyone, just phone him. <laughs> You're fine. It'll all be but fine. I know, I, the thing is, I know he can groom and I know he's capable of doing it because he does it when I'm there and he's on his own with the dog anyway. I think he, he's just nervous because I won't be there. Yeah. And I'll also be a bit nervous because I'm not there. <laughs> but we know we need to leave, let these uh, these apron strings go a little bit and allow uh, yeah. him to, to, to so prove up until, to you. up until next year, I'm going to do the odd day. And then increase it, and then it'll be it'll be fine. He'll stay up through that two weeks. He will, and he might even have an apprentice to help him. Yeah. So fingers crossed, it will all work out like that. Well, um, it's been amazing having you on, uh, telling me. telling us about um, the progress that you've made in your business. It would be lovely to have you on next year, this time next year, to see like, how VAT registered, perhaps you know, uh, apprentice. Sky's the limit. You get you get in a van, all sign written, hopefully. Yeah. So you know, progress, progress, progress. And this is what the program is all about. It's about helping you take your business forward step by step. It's not like massive changes overnight. It's like small changes that lead up to to big exactly. change. Yeah. So thanks a lot, and um, we'll see you in the group. We have got uh, mindset call tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then branding class on Friday. It's been a busy week. You've been on Zoom every night. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm normally in bed now. Oh, are you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in pyjamas tonight. <laughs> no. We do do a lot of Zooms, don't we? But yeah. Yeah. All part of it. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. And I'll Thank see you. Thank you. Take care. Bye.